Well, welcome to Aspen Chapel's podcast on today, Sunday, October the 23rd. And today is the fourth in our series that we're looking at the nature of time. And today we're looking at joy. Good. Now, a reading from the Dharmapada, the sayings of the Buddha, on joy. Live in joy. Live in love, even among those you hate. Live in joy, in health, even among the afflicted. Live in joy, in peace, even among the troubled. Live in joy without possessions like the shining ones. The winner sows hatred because the loser suffers. Let go of winning and losing and find joy. There is no fire like passion, no crime like hatred, no sorrow like separation, no sickness like hunger, no joy like the joy of freedom. Health, contentment and trust are your greatest possessions and freedom your greatest joy. Look within, be still, free from fear and attachment. Know the sweet joy of the way. How joyful to look upon the awakened and to keep company with the wise. How long the road to the man who travels with a fool. But whoever follows those who follow the way, discover his family and is filled with joy. Follow then the shining ones, the wise, the awakened, the loving, for they know how to work and forbear. Follow them as the moon follows the path of the stars. Well, this is the third of our series uh, looking about the nature of time and what we do with the time that we have in our lives. We're using William Blake's proverb, in seed time learn, in harvest teach, in winter enjoy. And so this week we get to in winter enjoy. And someone said to me when I was talking about this, it's a tall order with the cold and the darkness to enjoy winter, leaving the skiing aside, of course. (laughs) But it is a tall order with all of that. But what Blake was really talking about here is the relaxation and enjoyment. He's saying that once the work is done, one should strive to enjoy oneself, for the struggle is over, and now we're relishing the fruits of our labour. That's what it you know, really means in terms of that. And really, there's nothing more to do. And of course, as we spoke about earlier in the previous weeks, although each of these three activities, learning in seed time, teaching in harvest, and enjoying in winter, all seem to occur at different times, they all do come together in the present. In that eternal now, in, in that now of this very moment, we're always learning. We're always teaching and always enjoying, as you can see that last stanza, the possibility of always learning, always teaching and always enjoying. 
And it's important to remember when all's said and done, that we're supposed to enjoy our lives. Now, I know it comes to a shock with those of us who spend most of our time struggling and complaining, but really, it is about joy. And there are all sorts of reasons for being alive, you know, all our purposes, uh, you know, the need to transform consciousness, the need to transform the world. You know, but without joy, all of that is totally empty. Without joy, all of that is empty. We're just, you know, going through the motions. Because what joy does is joy links us up to the deep nature of the divine. Joy links us to the deep nature of the divine. Now, we don't think about it it, that much, but you wouldn't know that joy is mentioned 200 times in the Bible, which is the same time as light, and light's a big deal in the Bible, And grace, which is also supposed to be a big deal, is only mentioned 130 times. Now, I know this isn't a popularity contest in terms of what is, but it is up there in the concepts in the Bible as that which is important. And we don't see it very often. In in John 5, Jesus said, I have told you this, all the stuff he's talking about in John, so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. So, I think there is something really essential about the nature of joy. Something that completes us when we tap into joy. In the Old Testament, in Nehemiah, in a very famous verse, it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So there's something in there around joy that that we need to sort of look at and see if we can contact. Uh, The dictionary definition of joy is an It's an exaltation of the spirit, an exaltation of the spirit. And it comes from the Middle English word, joie, based on gaudium from uh, gaudieri, meaning to rejoice. There's a sense of that rejoicing. Lovely couple of good quotes on joy. Oswald Chambers says, happiness depends on what happens. Joy does not. Happiness depends on what happens. Joy does not. Joy is that deep, settled confidence that God is in control of every area of my life. It's a deep, settled confidence. Jesus came that we might have joy. And he clearly linked joy. He links joy with turning to God. And you can see in the parables, you know, in the parable of the lost sheep, you know, they go around trying to find the lost sheep. And when he found it, he was glad. Joy was the expression, was the, was the word for finding it. The lost coin, joy was the expression. And the, the found treasure, it was joy. When the prodigal son appeared, it was joy. There is a sense of the connectedness with the divine, what joy appears. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. And when a man found it, he hid it again. And then he Then in his joy, he went out and sold all he had and bought the field. So joy is that experience we have when we realize the deep connection we have with the divine and each other. When when the connection is realized, it opens up to a wisdom. It has a wisdom that has a body sensation that is called joy. And that is really the, the meaning and purpose of joy. You know, and a lot of the times, you know, we don't feel that joy. 
And a lot of the times we, you know, go around and, you know, we feel miserable or we feel upset or we feel not right. But actually, joy is always available. And it comes with that connection. When you make a connection, you will feel joy automatically coming. No matter how rubbish you feel at the time. If I go out to Andy, hi! And you immediately make a connection, a contact, and you will feel that joy come up. And a lot of the time, you don't feel like going out to someone and making that connection because your body's telling you that, you know, you don't really, you're miserable or you're not really up for it, or, or you're just doing what normally happens every day. You're just carrying along, dogging along with life. But for joy to happen, you have to make a, a, a you know, a, a, an intention to connect. And, and it, it, it always comes up. And it comes up when you connect with individuals, because really what you're doing is you're connecting with the deep essence within that individual. And joy is the product. And joy then produces wisdom. You know, the moment I am in joy with Andy, my whole relationship with Andy changes. You know, if I have the ability to reach out to him in joy, then love will come from that. And it is through the acknowledgement of that connection. And, and we have to have that connection come about. Now, there is spontaneous joy. Again, I always have that phrase that when... Uh, when uh, Elizabeth meets Mary before Jesus is, is born and John is in Elizabeth's womb, the child leaps for joy in Elizabeth's womb. And, and again, it is the connection of leaping for joy. And you, you can make that connection. You could just come about. You don't have to intend for it to be there. But the dynamics of joy is about connection. It is about, it's about realising the connection. That's why I chose a rather fey picture to put on the, uh, the service sheet. But I liked, when I looked at it, I, I took it off and put it on, took it off and put it on a number of times. But when I looked at it, it just did express that nature of joy, that all things being interconnected, of all people being interconnected, and, and that sense of a loving nature that contains us all. That is what, that experience of that is what, is produces joy when we have that. You know, when you when you look at people when they've had a, you know, enlightenment experience or whatever it is, the experience that they all talk about is one of joy. It is it is the exaltation of the spirit. It's it's a rising up to meet, and the spirit is exalted because I am rising up to meet Andy, and Andy is rising up to meet me, and the result of that is joy. And you know, our joy is complete. May my joy be in you so that our joy may be complete. And that is really the prayer of the world. That is the prayer of the world, that our our joy may... I've I've gone off script, unfortunately. (laughs) It is the body sensation. And it is the body sensation commensurate with those wonderful words from Julian and Norwich. All shall be well. And all shall be well. And all things shall be well. It is that sense that all is well. Joy comes with that. That essentially, we are looked after. And all is right with the world. And that is the real message and the promise of the spiritual life. And and that is why we're here. Real joy comes from being at peace with your life. So that you can rest in love. With the exaltation of the Spirit comes the ability to rest in love. 
It is the falling into the depths. It is the deep connectivity with all things. And that passage from the Dharmapada talks about living in joy. Live in joy, even among those who hate, even among the afflicted, even among the troubled. Because when you live in that connectedness, you can turn the other cheek. You can, you know, give your cloak. You are living, even among those you hate, love your enemies. If you are living in joy, it makes it possible. Let go of winning and losing and find joy. You know, the competition that is always there between us stops joy because you're not connecting. You're competing rather than connecting. And someone has to win and someone has to lose. And there is no joy in that. You know, but when there is a sharing, then joy comes through. Know the sweet joy of the way, that freedom. Because when you are in there, when you are living in joy, when you are living in love, there is a freedom because it comes and you ride it. It is there for you to be with. Joy, joy is a sure sign that we are on the way, the right path. And I wonder how much joy you experience in your life. It's really worth reflecting on. And it's worth reflecting on, you know, if you aren't experiencing it, you know, why not? And if you feel not much, then it's worth reaching for joy, even in times of pain. Because you have the opportunity to reach for that joy. And when you don't reach for it, it will never come. But when you do reach for it, even in pain, it's always there. And it heals pain. You know, it heals fear. Perfect love casts out fear. That famous um, verse in Hebrews, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, and I I always think this is really interesting, who endured the cross, scorning shame for the joy that was set before him. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scored shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Joy was at the center of that thrust and the ability to bear that pain. And you can really translate that as he endured the cross, his suffering, because he knew fundamentally he was connected to God, to the divine in all things. And there is a sense of wellness, even in the pain. And we can all recognize that in our lives in times of pain. You know, you don't want to be joyful in times of pain. But that is the very time when, if you're willing to go out and be joyful, it will come to you. And it will help with that pain. It will enable you. And we have to reach for that wellness. We have to stretch down into the murky waters to touch the bottom, the fundamental truth that all will be well. And what comes up to us when we do touch that bottom is that moment of joy, that exaltation of the spirit, literally a leaping of the spirits as in our hearts leapt for joy when we saw the cavalry coming over the hill or whatever it was. Our hearts leap for joy. So joy is really about wellness. And it's worth bearing that in mind when you're not well. Because the first thing that goes out the window when you're not well or someone's ill or someone's died, the first thing that goes out the window is joy. But it is actually, you need to bring it back 
Joy is about wellness, knowing that all will be well and that the universe is a friendly place. I love that. If someone's going to ask me what my favorite verse in the Bible, it'd be Romans 8, 28, which is that all things count for good for those that love the Lord. Now, I think that is just such a great idea. And what that really means is if you have your heart connected to the divine, then it doesn't matter what happens. All things are therefore in the purposes of the divine. All things that happen to you, all the rubbish that happens, everything that goes on, even Maggie falling over. (laughs) If all things count for good for those that love the Lord, everything is a positive. Everything will lead you somewhere else if your heart is found, if you are reaching first to the kingdom of heaven. And that is an incredibly joyful thought. And it's, it's fundamental in, in the Bible. It's fundamental in the spiritual life. But we don't, we don't talk about it that often. To be united with God is to know the true joy that is at the center of all life. And that we're here to experience. That's what we're here to experience. The second coming, no, I'm going to go and talk about the second coming. The second coming is all about joy. And, you know, it's not and lo, he comes in clouds descending, which we do sing. We probably will have it. It's not about that. It's more, and I've banged on about this poem for a long time, like that Derek Walcott poem that we have. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door. The time will come with, with elation. That means with joy, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door. And the real meaning of the second coming is when all conscious everywhere becomes aware of itself in God and as God. That is the real meaning of the second coming. When all consciousness everywhere becomes aware of itself in God and as God. And when you greet yourself arriving There is another word for joy there, the elation, the joy that you feel. And that is the fullness of joy that Jesus is talking about. I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. The second coming, you know, you you think, oh gosh, second coming, please. But it is about the moment of completion. When all consciousness is transformed into one and joy is the central experience of all of that. And we get hints of that in our own peak experiences, you know, on the mountain, you know, a little experience of samadhi or enlightenment. You know, those touches when we connect with people and it releases that divine joy. And the joy we feel in day to day life is really just a taster of the fundamental joy that expresses God within us. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. That is, that's what that is about. It's not necessarily just about the historical stuff. It is about joy to the world when you connect with the divine, when you connect with each other, when you reach out to each other. And so in winter, in joy, once it's all over, what is left is joy. And once we've sown and harvested, once we've learnt and taught, even in the time of cold and dark, 
almost like the beginning and the end of the world. Beginning and the end of the world, you know, before the Big Bang, I don't know about you, but it does feel a bit cold and dark there. And also at the end of the world, it does feel a bit cold and dark there as well. Life's end seems cold and dark, and yet, yet, yet there is joy. When it's all over, there is joy. Shakespeare says, what's done is done. The joy is in the doing. What's done is done. The joy is in the doing. And that is the center of it. We sow, we reap, we learn, we teach. But in all, there is joy if we would but know it. In all, there is joy if we could reach for it, if we did but know it. At the center of that eternal now, at the center of that sacred time, at the center of this present moment is joy if we could but touch it. Because all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. Because the universe is a friendly place. Because we are all connected through our consciousness. And there is order in that connectedness. And that knowledge produces joy. And that joy is infectious. Once realized, it spreads. And you see joy spread when when there is a connection. And it's available to us to touch. Let's pray. Lord, we do look at the world and think it would be great if there was more joy in the world, more connection, more connectivity. We pray for people suffering at the moment with no joy in places like Mosul and Aleppo, conflict regions all around the world, people in prison, And we just pray for a connection that will produce joy in people's suffering. People who are going hungry at the moment. People in trouble in our world. We reach out and ask for that connection. We pray for people that we know here who are not well and suffering. For Patricia Hill and Barbara Orcutt. Maureen Hirsch. For Will Welsh, Elise Strickland, for Falbrick Karlberg, for Sharice, suffering fourth stage cancer. We also pray for Paul Mayer, who's having a procedure on Tuesday for his gallstones. Pray for him. Pray for ourselves at this time of the election that we may connect, that our leaders may connect, and there will be joy there. We ask you to bless us as a community, that we may be rich in joy, and our town, that we may create joy for all who visit. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.